So we got some movie news. And it's not particularly new movie news. I think we got this news last week. Um, maybe the week before. I know there was there was definitely rumors circulating over the past several years about this. But for the sake of argument, let's just say this is still relatively new news, man. I hate feeling like I'm fucking 10 years behind getting the news out to y'all. But I feel like as long as I get my thoughts out there to the listeners, lovers, supporters out there, um, I, I feel like that is 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 doing it justice. But I, I don't know, man. I feel like it was it was some things I had to get off my chest about this. Not necessarily any bad things, though. This, you know, the first movie does have its problems for me. But I just think it's very interesting that we are like seeing everything kind of come, you know, come full circle and come into fruition with this I Am Legend 2 movie that's supposed to be going into development. Um, not in production right now, but it is definitely confirmed by the producer uh, Akiva Goldsman who I'm gonna get to Akiva Goldsman in a second because I've seen that I know for a fact I've mentioned that guy's name in at least an episode or two prior to this one a while ago I just cannot remember what it was I feel like his name is attached to a comic book property I'm not sure but nonetheless man um the news had broke that we were getting we were definitely getting a sequel to I Am Legend uh there's no like subtitle there's no fancy you know uh working title or filming title that they're going under it just is i am legend 2 right now and i remember the rumors years ago man when they were saying that i am let you know will smith was going to come back and he was going to be old man neville and all this other stuff and i was like well that doesn't make any sense because at the end of the movie robert neville you know he sacrifices himself to make sure that alice braga i can't remember the kid's name that was in i am legend uh, i had almost forgot um, because it wasn't a movie I watched a lot. I think I had seen it once and then I just kind of left, left it alone after that. And for my own little personal reasons, but I had almost forgot Alice Braga and that kid were in the movie because it was one of those movies that I had never expected to see Will Smith in, man. I had never expected to see Will Smith, you know, coming from such a, a, a comedic background, like the Fresh Prince and he had been in Men in Black and he was like comic relief in Independence Day, even sh like early shit, like Made in America. Um, I was just mentioning that movie earlier, Made in America with Nia Long and Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg. I want to say Jennifer Tilly was in that movie too, but basically him being a comedic actor for the most part he really got a chance to showcase his acting chops and he got a chance to like really carry a film with no other co-stars for the most part other than that dog that dog was a hell of a you know was that dog a girl or was it a boy i don't remember the dog was definitely a hell of a talent i'll say that um but will smith and i am legend man it, it, it's always good to see these actors from these comedic backgrounds step into the realm of of sci-fi or post-apocalyptic or thriller or horror you know i've always considered i am legend to be a horror movie at at its core the concept alone is you know is, is based off of something something similar to the horror genre i don't know how close they wanted to play it to the vest as far as the genre goes but i'm just going to go ahead and say that this is based off of a a horror property and you know being as though his character died at the end of that movie i was like there's there's no way he could have survived that explosion i don't know what they would do with i am legend 2 and like i said i wasn't i wasn't really an alice braga fan and i 
like I didn't like her in Predators, and then when they, you know, there were rumors of I Am Legend two even after Predators came out, and I was just like, oh, the chick that had the big ass sniper rifle from Predators, are they going to bring her back in I Am Legend because her and the kid survived? Are we going to have more survivors? I just didn't think it would work without Will Smith, and I just kind of wrote it off after that. And then we got the confirmed news, you know, from they had what they said was a lengthy interview with Deadline with uh, Akiva Goldsman, and they and they confirmed it. And not only did they confirm that the the sequel was happening, but they confirmed that Michael B. Jordan was set to star in it. And and at that point, I'm like, okay, this is different. Michael B. Jordan's definitely one of my favorite actors currently. And he actually has been for for quite some time. And I feel like ever since Fruitvale Station, Michael B. Jordan has has turned into one of my favorite actors. And he's one of those guys. Um, you know, if you guys want to go listen to my Creed three final trailer reaction, y'all can definitely hear me singing that man's praises and, and, and just giving him his props, man, as one of the best working actors out out there today. But Michael B. Jordan, I'm not going to hold y'all, man. I'm, I'm going to keep it a beam with y'all. When they announced that Michael B. Jordan was set to star in it, I was like, OK. So if Michael B. Jordan is headlining this thing, then there's there's definitely no Will Smith. There's definitely no Will Smith in this. And then they kind of hinted at the fact that Will Smith might be involved. And I'm like, well, is he going to be producer? I can see if he was a producer or executive producer on it. But I, you can't bring him back from that explosion. So then, then there was the news. This was the game changer right here. And we'll get more into this. I, I don't plan to take up too much of your time today. I'm so serious. But... You know, we'll get to this news like in, in depth at some point. But then there was the news that Will Smith was joining Michael B. Jordan in the film on screen. And that, you know, when that when that came out, I'm, that raised a lot of questions. And I'm sure not just from me, but from everybody that was like, wait, we saw this movie in the theater. Um, Robert Neville sacrificed himself. He's gone. He's dead. But this movie decided to have the balls. These producers, this producer, this studio, whoever made this decision they said, nah, we're going to make the alternate ending canon. We are going to pick this sequel up from where the alternate ending left off. And I was a little confused, but then I went on YouTube last week and I watched the alternate ending. The alternate ending does not have Robert Neville die. Will Smith does not die in that ending. He injects, um, I don't know if it's the, he injects some shit in the syringe, all right? He injects it into like the alpha female and he ends up saving her. And then the alpha male picks her up and he kind of like like growls at Will Smith when Will Smith apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry for what happened to y'all. You know, the, but the alpha male, he, you know, he picks up his lady, you know, he head, he head nods his crew. He's like, come on, man, we up out of here. Let's, you know, let's go catch the last episode of 106 in Park while we roll out of this John. And they roll out, they leave and, uh, and everybody survives. It's not a particularly happy ending because these zombie vampires, these zompires, pretty much still exist in this post-apocalyptic world but it is a better I, i'm not gonna i don't know i really don't know if it's a better ending than the original it's kind of bittersweet to see neville sacrifice himself in the in the first ending but the alternate ending it's like okay i i don't want to see will smith die in any movie he's in i had a hard time enough watching seven pounds spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it i won't spoil how it happens but it is a sad it's a great performance by will smith but it's a sad outcome for his character um now before we get into you know have we seen this before have we seen a movie you know just retcon its theatrical ending and just for the sake of making a sequel have they has a movie any other movie ever done this you know i can't think of any off the top i really can't i don't remember if i thought of any in these notes that i've got here but um to to go back like to heart back to the beginning 
Um, this was not, I, I never knew that this was based off of a book and shame on me, man, trying to be a self-proclaimed bookworm, but I had never read the, uh, the, the Richard Matheson novel, um, you know, about it by the same name It's called I am legend. And it was, it was published in 1954, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, this, this book, it plays it plays pretty close to what we see in the Will Smith movie, but they took some liberties like they always do. The book is always better. I feel like all bookworms and people that try to enjoy the adaptations that we get on screen, I feel like we know the truth at heart. The majority of the time, maybe 85 to 90% of the time, the book is always better. And the funny thing about this book is that this, uh, this original I Am Legend book this was not what I, I feel like it grew to to take on a life of its own and became like this 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 classic type of property. But looking at this uh this critical reception that the book got, it was not really praised the way that one would would think it would be. And, I you know, I actually went back and did a little bit of research and I was like, oh, people were going to just hail this book as, you know, a game changer and this, that and the other. And it's like. No, nah, this um, th there's a lot of people that say uh, this you know somebody that what is this Galaxy reviewer Groff Conklin described Legend as a weird and rather slow moving first novel, a horrid, violent, and sometimes exciting, but too often overdone toward the force. And that's like, you wouldn't expect, I mean, obviously every book and every movie is going to have like, it's not always going to have amazing critical reception, but I just thought that this, um, I just thought that this book would just get more acclaim. And I'm not saying it hasn't gotten any acclaim at all. I was just surprised that something that's really hailed, um, you know, just got the backlash that it did. But obviously that didn't stop it from, you know, like I said, taking on a life of its own, because with that 1954 novel, there came a, a, a movie 10 years later with Vincent Price that was based off the book and it was called The Last Man on Earth. Now, I remember um, I've never seen this movie, but I remember uh, Del Toro, Gilmero Del Toro. I always say that motherfucker's name. I say his first name wrong. And y'all know I suck at saying last name, but I always say his first name wrong. Nonetheless, man, I think it was... um. Was it 100 scariest movie moments? It was some type of interview where where uh, uh, Del Toro was quoting um, the Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price. I've never seen the movie, but it's definitely you know being as though we've got this I Am Legend news. I want to go back and watch the original movie with the alternate ending um, to cap things off. I feel like it's I'm I'm I owe it to myself to go back and watch the Last Man on Earth. And um, if I can really quickly go to the Last Man on Earth movie, this was uh, directed by. Ubaldo Ragona and Sidney Saoko and set of stars Vincent Price and Franca Betosia. Y'all y'all get what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. But it's, it's funny, man. They, I think they took some liberties of their own here because Vincent Price plays a guy named Dr. Robert Morgan as opposed to um, Robert Neville. But I see there's like flashback sequences involved here, which are also involved in the in the I Am Legend movie. And then you had... um. The Omega Man, which was also a take on this. Now, let me see if this was a sequel or not, because this uh, this interpretation or adaptation, whatever you want to call it, it had um, it had Charleston Heston in there from, uh, you know, from the Planet of the Apes movies, which I think is it's pretty fucking interesting, man. Uh, when I think of Charleston Heston, all I can think of is the is the ending for, um, you know, the ending for that that Planet of the Apes movie, which some people laugh at. But I think it's some some pretty disturbing shit that's going on in that one. But this says, um, 
Let's see here. Okay, so he is playing. I guess he's playing the character of Robert Neville. Yep, Heston is Robert Neville. You've, oh, Rosalind Cash is in this movie. I definitely have to watch um, I, I Am Omega. Or I, I definitely, not I Am Omega, but The Omega Man. I've got to watch this because Rosalind Cash, man. Um, rest in peace. Shout out to her, man. She passed away in 1995. That is the woman who was doing Lamont Bentley. Rest in peace. Shout out to him as well. She was doing Lamont Bentley's uh, rehabilitation thing that he had going on in that last segment of tales from the hood and she was such a great actress man i didn't really know her prior to tales from the hood but you know she's in stuff like uptown saturday night and dr black and mr high which means she's no stranger to the um to the 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 horror genre and black exploitation horror at that and um that reminds me maybe i need to go back and watch dr black and mr high I, I just can't get past the title but you know we'll see what happens we'll cross that bridge when we get there now you know, while we're talking about the adaptations here, we had the 1954 novel, we had the 1964 movie, The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, we had the 1971 adaptation, The Omega Man with Charleston Heston, and I had slipped up and said, I am Omega, because that was where I was going next, as far as these adaptations go. Now, I don't know if this came out before or after I Am Legend with Will Smith, but I remember seeing this movie, um, uh probably a couple years ago and this was a movie that i caught on a whim i had you know went to walmart in the five dollar bin and i bought one of those movies that it's got like 17 fucking horror movies on it and i was like you can't beat 17 or so horror movies on like two or three discs you know you can't beat that for five dollars so i'll give it a chance man i've seen a bunch of shitty b horror movies before but i will say this man i watched one of those movies which just so happened to be i am omega and it had my man Mark DeCoscos in it from Only the Strong and um, The Crow Stairway to Heaven and John Wick 3. And I told I said to myself while I was watching that movie, I'm like, this isn't just about a man, you know, like the last man, uh, the seemingly last man on Earth just fighting off mutants, practical mutants at that. Now, mind y'all, seeing practical mutants or zombies, whatever they were, zompires, I like seeing the practical effects after seeing how bad those you know those cg mutants were in i am legend with will smith i was actually impressed it was satisfying to see is the movie a masterpiece fuck no absolutely not but mark the gets to shoot guns he gets to beat the hell out of mutants he gets to run and jump all over the place and you do see at some point he's not the last man on earth and there are other survivors like there are in these other adaptations but it's i'm telling y'all man uh I, while I don't know whether to recommend it, but if you're a B-movie fan, if you're a Mark DeCoscos fan, if you just like watching cheesy, you know, horror movies just to just to uh, pass through for an hour or so, then yeah, definitely check out I Am Omega, man. I, I think it's, it is the B-movie equivalent of I Am Legend. I just feel like, you know, it obviously it didn't get a theatrical release, but uh, it gets swept under the radar even more because it has Mark DeCosco's headline in it. And while somebody like me thinks Mark DeCosco should definitely be like one of the biggest martial arts stars of the world, um, I, I feel like, you know, it's not like they had somebody like Will Smith who's got the acting chops to headline it, even if it was a B-movie. I feel like had they would have chose a much, uh, like a better known actor, I don't know. But shit, I feel like with that being said, let's cast Mark DeCosco's in I Am Legend too. Like, let's, let's, let's do that shit. But, um, you know, moving on to the actual I Am Legend movie with, with Will Smith, like I said, I remember when I saw it, 
Um, I was impressed, man. It took me back to a time like when I when I saw Denzel. While Denzel is not a comedic actor per se, but I saw Denzel make the transition to like psychological horror or th thriller, you know, mystery type of film with Fallen. And to see Will Smith jump into you know uh, an, another genre entirely with uh, with I Am Legend, man, I was just. I was floored, man. Like I was excited. I remember the trailers were gassing this up. The trailers were very vague. You didn't see a lot of the monsters. There was one, I think it was a teaser trailer where you heard like it's that scene where um where Robert Neville is in the bathtub with his assault rifle and you all you hear is just the growls of the monsters outside. And I remember that being one of the teaser trailers and I was like, "Okay, Will Smith has gone horror. I'm fucking I'm all for it, man." And any win for the city of Philadelphia is a win. Will Smith is still the best rapper turned actor. That's from the city of Philadelphia or just in the world, Craig, anywhere. Will Smith is still the GOAT when it comes to this uh, rapper turned actor shit, man. He can do whatever genre he wants. But uh, I feel like my overall response was was pretty good for I Am Legend. My my complaint was just those fucking CG zompires, man. I just hated how they looked. I don't know if they had people in, in motion capture suits and, you know, they, they built the CG around that or if they just had straight up CG people that Will Smith didn't even get to work with on set. Either way, I think Will Smith did a great job in the movie. I think the dog does a great job, you know, acting with, uh, you know, CG effects that aren't even there. But I like, look, man, I don't know. Um, I, like, it's just at the time. 2007 i feel like we could have done way better i've seen way better effects in worse movies man and um i don't know who was behind that cg but i feel like the movie other than the cg it still holds up really well because like i said will smith carries this film really without any co-stars next to him at, at least up until the, the like a good portion of the last of the third act but, um, you know, Will Smith has got this thing on his fucking shoulders, man. It's just a man and his dog in the zombie. Well, we can call it a zombie apocalypse for the for the sake of argument. Whatever. They're zompire mutants, damn it. But I, like he is one of his low key. It's one of his best performances for me, man. Now I can go, you know, I can go on a rant and say, oh, Ali, you know, um, uh, King Richard, which I still haven't seen yet. I can go on a, you know, on like a real rant and say what Will Smith should, you know, the pursuit of happiness is the, is the performance of his entire career from what I've seen. But mind y'all, I haven't seen King Richard yet. I haven't seen concussion. Um, but I think per the pursuit of happiness is the best performance Will Smith has ever done. That is the bar that was set for me, but I am legend is definitely as far as his performances go, it it's definitely up there because I feel like it's not easy for somebody to get out there and just, you know, do some crazy serious acting with mannequins and, you know, with, with green tennis balls and, you know, puppets that look like the, the monster dogs and shit like that. And he, he knocks it out the park, man. Now, Really quickly, man, uh, this original versus the alternate ending thing, do we, like, is this a cop-out or what? Like, I, I, this is one of the reasons where I wish I could have you guys, like, interact when I ask these questions because I'm dying to know. Now, I'm pretty sure somebody will hear the episode and, you know, they might comment or they might DM or something and, and, and comment on this after the fact. But I, it's times like this where I really wish I had y'all hands-on to answer these questions because I... I'm, I was kind of at war with myself, too, man. Like, I was thinking, like, while I've never seen a movie do this before, do I want to see movies continue to do this in the future? And I'm I'm not all the way sure. Like, 
I don't know, man. It's something about it, it, it's something about this screams cop out. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for Will Smith. I'm rooting for Michael B. Jordan. I think this sequel could do some amazing things. But is it like somebody sat up at 2 a.m. one day? Is it one of those situations where it just sat up like, no, nah, we can make a part two. We just got to like he called somebody up at 2 a.m. And, you know, somebody was up either or somebody was up either getting some ass at 2 a.m. or they were hung over from the night before. And then their buddy calls him up at 2 a.m. Like, listen, man, we, we can make a part two. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, no, we can make a part two. We just scrapped the theatrical ending and everybody, you know, came to know and love. And then we make the alternate ending canon. What do you think? Now, obviously, that that idea translated pretty fucking well in these meetings because we're getting the sequel. But it's just like, is it a lazy move to do? Like, was this supposed to be a one off thing or was this did they really have a sequel in the can that was official? Was it just rumored or did somebody somewhere? I, I believe this was Warner Brothers because they advertised a whole bunch of Warner Brothers things in the background in the in the original movie they had um or not the original movie but you know the original i am legend movie with will smith they had the batman versus superman logo on a billboard in that movie in 2007 and i thought that was a dope ass thing that they did because i have been waiting for that movie since i saw that logo that was the dopest fucking logo i had ever seen in my life at the time but i don't know man i'm i'm just curious to know like who who loves the original ending and thought that we shouldn't get a sequel as opposed to everybody on board with the idea that you know they're they're making the the alternate ending canon i i don't know um obviously i'm i'm not too against it i just have those like those types of reservations in the back of my mind because if this thing turns out to be bad which i don't want it to but if it does you know it's like you guys could have just kept the original movie and just left it alone we didn't we never had to even touch it you would have just had the alternate ending you know it's like if they look you would have had a better chance of of um you know doing a sequel to halloween resurrection if you tried this because it's like okay um michael myers jumped out of a out of the sewer hole or the, the whatever the fuck they they were what am i trying to say here people let me not lose my train of thought first of all let me not let me not start talking about halloween resurrection y'all already know how i feel about that but i'm just speaking for the sake of alternate endings does do we want this to become a trend where they just scrap these these theatrical endings that stick with people so much, man, and then they just go with the the endings that weren't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that would have made sense for Halloween too. You know, when we seen Lance guest character Jimmy still survived when he slips in that puddle of blood. We think he's dead. We think he fucking. You know, like he's dead when he passes out in the car when Laurie sees him again. But there's an alternate ending that they show in the TV version where Jimmy's alive. Now, that would have added way more context as far as who Jamie Lloyd's father was. But that's neither here nor there, man. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if we're going to tie up loose ends, let's tie up loose ends. But let's let's do it right the first fucking time, man. Like, that's that's my only thing. I don't <laughs> this is a dangerous trend. If it picks up, we already know that direct sequels, everything scrapping the rest of the sequels and only, you know, gravitating towards the original. That's the biggest trend right now. Excuse me. Uh, that legacy sequels, which kind of is the same thing. But that's a trend that's that's quite dangerous in itself, because I feel like people are very attached to, you know, even the worst sequels have their fan base. But um, if this is a trend that picks up, I, I, I hope they know what they're doing um, now. For me to jump back on the on on the the right side of the fence and be positive about this, I feel like, with all that being said, with all of my concerns here, I do feel like um, I am Legend Two with Michael B. Jordan set to star and Will Smith coming back. 
I feel like this could definitely be a post-apocalyptic epic, and I'm not even joking when I say that. Um, for starters, it's fucking Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan on screen together, two of the best actors ever, you know, and I feel like, you know, there might be a lot of people out there, oh, well, Michael B. Jordan, I wouldn't say ever, because, you know, there are people in the comment section who would hit me with things like that, and it's like, from what I've seen, Michael B. Jordan hasn't given me a bad performance, even in a movie like Fantastic Four, where he's trying to do something with this character, but he just doesn't have a lot of shit to work with around him. I have not seen a particularly bad performance from Michael B. Jordan as far as movies go. TV, I wasn't into The Wire. I'm not even going to count Hardball, even though that wasn't a TV show, but Hardball was one of the earliest films he was in, and it was some other shit he was in when he was a kid. I, I can't remember, but from Fruitvale Station until now and the fact that i'm i'm like creed 3 is one of my most anticipated movies of the year then yeah seeing him act alongside will smith with with switch will will switch who is also will smith's uh alternate ego you know his evil doppelganger i don't know maybe that's the guy that slapped chris rock on stage at the oscars who knows and speaking of that you know I, i've sung the praises of michael b jordan before that being said you know all jokes aside let me just go out and say to all you people that swore y'all were going to cancel Will Smith, oh, he's not invited back to the Oscars. They're going to take his Oscar away. He'll never make another movie in this industry again. How are y'all feeling right now? Because th if there's one thing I know, regardless of who slapped who and who shot John and forgot to bury him, y'all ain't canceling Will Smith. Will Smith is, is going to remind people and I feel like he has reminded people time and time again, whether he's had a flop and had to get over that or not. He is going to remind people of who one of the early box office bullies were. Yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you got it now, sir. You do. And kudos to you. Um, but Will Smith was that guy, man. And he's even rapped about it every summer he had on Smash. Every year he had on Smash at some point. Yes, I had my thoughts on the, the Oscar slap. And in retrospect, looking back at that episode and how I was like really in my feelings and rooting for Will Smith and saying that everybody has a breaking point and that, um, you know, disrespect is at an all time high and things of that nature. Do I feel bad that I was kind of cheering it on? Yeah, I do. Because I think of like, what if somebody would have did that to me? It probably would have been a different outcome. I would have jumped on Will Smith back as soon as he walked the fuck off. Like, listen, I would have been banned from every award ceremony ever i probably would have lost some endorsement deals because you ain't just gonna slap the shit out of me and walk the fuck off it's not going down but y'all would have had to find an alternate host for that show that's neither here nor there but at, like like i said in retrospect yeah going back on it i wish that that didn't happen i really truly do man um you know did it put a stain on will smith's career in a way absolutely yes it did um, did it cause a rift between him and chris rock that i look back on and i wish it never happened and i wish that they could you know, find some type of way on this earth to move past it. Yeah, I, I do wish that could happen. But, you know, um, we can't control how, you know, every action has a reaction. And obviously we have no control over that. We are not in those people's shoes. But I say all that to say this. Will Smith is not going anywhere. Um, and for Will Smith to jump back into, you know, Will Smith is a guy who turned down a sequel. You know, he's been he's he's come back for sequels before. I actually like well, I like Men in Black three over Men in Black two any day of the week. But, uh, you know, he capped off a trilogy with those Men in Black movies. He had had plans to do, you know, a couple Suicide Squad movies, Deadshots. He was going to pop up in, <coughs> excuse me, like some Harley Quinn movies and things of that nature. But let's keep in mind, Will Smith had the chance to do Independence Day Resurgence. And I feel like it was either between that 
and let me do a sequel and jump back in with my boy Jeff Goldblum and my boy um I almost called that motherfucker Lloyd Bridges. What's that man's name? Oh, who played the the president? Bill Pullman. He could have jumped back in with his homies, you know, and they could have been the OGs in a sequel that was just so fucking lackluster. Or he could have did the Suicide Squad, where again he could have showed up in a Harley Quinn movie, Captain Boomerang. He's a part of a universe now. He can be a part of his own franchise or something else. And uh, I feel like while the Suicide Squad was not received well by everybody, it made a shit ton of money and got an award for its uh, special its, uh, practical effects. Um, while it wasn't received well, I do think business-wise he made the better decision because nobody wanted to fucking see Will Smith alongside Jesse T. Usher and Liam Hemsworth. Like, who the fuck are they? Nobody gave a fuck. Listen, I, I sat down and watched Independence Day Resurgence. I think when they first aired it um, on HBO a couple years back and i'm not gonna lie i had some herbal refreshments when i did and i sat up close to the tv the highlight of that entire movie for me was when they had that star wars like jet fight or whatever it was all i seen was a bunch of ships flying all over the place and they were trying to infiltrate the big ship the mothership or whatever that was a cool scene to watch other than that the movie was garbage so will smith has turned down sequels before so to see him want to come back for i am legend um I, I feel like will smith is is about to be stronger on screen than he's ever been um i feel like will smith is about to peak again i feel like will smith he has peaked in his career but i feel like he's about to do it all over again just because i feel like after that oscars incident he has done i'm hoping this is just my my personal thoughts and assumptions i'm assuming that he's done a lot of healing um and the idea to just jump right back into acting man he had emancipation i didn't really have any intentions at all on seeing that i still don't maybe i don't know i'm just over the whole slavery notions in films and things of that nature i feel like it's putting us steps backwards but he does look like he's acting his ass off in that movie so who knows i might watch it but um you know i feel like this might be uh uh no pun intended because i just was talking about will smith turning down independence day i feel like this might be his resurgence um this might be will smith 2.0 you know he might reinvent himself and make people love him on screen all over again because while a lot of people aren't feeling will smith right now for for many reasons there's still that will smith fan base man and i'm not just talking about the people from philly i'm just talking about people over like all over the world will smith is still a global phenomenon and while i feel like he'll be back stronger than ever on screen what better to do than to team him up with a with another fellow black actor that that just keeps progressing and just keeps elevating getting better and better and better another reason i feel like this movie can work is that you know the 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 concept is still cool to me you know the concept is still very much in tune with what's going on today i mean we can't just sit up here and act like i mean i had my you know i called it the pandemic and you know, when when COVID first hit, I definitely did an episode talking about when outbreaks attack and how many movies predicted shit like this and how I feel like, you know, medical science doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about as far as this pandemic goes. And I still feel that way, but I feel like I'm a little more educated on a lot of things, but I feel like this this concept could still work in today's climate because you've got all these variants of different diseases coming out. You've got people getting sick from vaccines and dying from the vaccines and diseases or whatever the case may be. And let's not forget, these people did not transform in the I Am Legend movie due to the disease. They transformed due to the vaccine. Now, somebody out there, correct me if I'm wrong, but that is that is one of the most terrifying things about the concept by itself. The fact that they inject you with this thing that's supposed to supposed to save the world from the most deadly disease ever but that's the sole that's the sole reason why 
we're in this post-apocalyptic world with these fucking bad CG monsters to begin with. It's a crazy concept, man. I feel like it could work. I feel like you could educate some people. There's going to be a bunch of people that are going to scream that it's woke. No, I feel like if there's any time to use social commentary uh, at, at the height of social commentary, then it might be now, especially with a movie like this, man. Um, I'm not sure how many movies we've gotten in recent years that are based off of you know, diseases, turning people into this and that. I think the movies that I had talked about um, in that episode when Outbreaks Attack, when the pandemic first broke, uh, I, I, I think one of, one of the ones I went to was uh, Return of the Living Dead. You know, I, that is something I will always go to. Now, granted, that wasn't necessarily a disease. It was an outbreak of some kind, but I talked about Return of the Living Dead. I talked about 12 Monkeys. I talked about Contagion. I talked about Outbreak and 28 Days Later. Um, I feel like this can be another movie Along with the first I Am Legend, it could be another movie that can just be in the in the comparison of, of movies that have these outbreaks. And, you know, they can take their liberties with the with the information as they please. And I feel like they can still, with this concept, deliver something and, and then expand on it even more. And, it's, and speaking of expansion, I feel like as far as this story goes, um, this is the opportunity with, with having both Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. Um, this is the opportunity to do one of two things. This is the opportunity to make these two on screen together, make them have one of the strongest brotherhoods we've ever seen in a post-apocalyptic movie. Um, like, I don't know, man. When I think of, I know these two characters I'm talking about are black, but for the sake of argument, let me just mention two characters in general. Rick Grimes and Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. Uh, I That is a brotherhood that is so close-knit that I feel like I like these motherfuckers are real people. Like I'm root, I was rooting for them every single Sunday. And when shit hit the fan and they had each other's back, I was cheering, literally cheering. I, that does not happen to me often, but it happens a lot when I I'm involved in these. Well, when I'm invested in rather these post-apocalyptic uh, zombie properties and to have Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith, um, you know, form a brotherhood. On, on screen man like to see them rocking out back to back shoulder to shoulder side by side listen tag team off the ropes on these motherfuckers i'm telling y'all it could be something magical and if we don't go with the brotherhood aspect with these two characters because i'm assuming they're going to be the focal points maybe we'll have more survivors but i feel like this is a chance where we can definitely put an emphasis on the whole less is more thing I'm not really in a rush to see who they cast next for this movie. I'm cool with them just mentioning Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith for now. And then just sprinkling a couple names here and there. But not like 12 new cast members of big name stars that we're looking forward to seeing. Um, I'm cool if they just have like up and coming actors that nobody knows. But um, like I was saying, man, if we don't go with the brotherhood aspect, one of the things that they can do and another thing they should do is because... You know, because of Will Smith being the more seasoned survivor and the more seasoned actor overall, we can not only or we can't have a if we can't have a brotherhood type of thing, then we can have that surrogate father son angle amongst Robert Neville and whoever Michael B. Jordan is playing. And I feel like that could definitely work because we're basically going to get old man Neville. You know, I, I want to see Will Smith. Um if I could make a comparison here, uh, if y'all know if it's one thing, one thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make a comparison because I, I'm a movie buff. 
I'm thinking of Bruce Wayne. I'm thinking of Ben Affleck's version of Bruce Wayne where he has been doing this for so long. He's fucking fed up. He's tired. He's got to handle things in a different way. He's got less of a tolerance for the bullshit. And he doesn't really have time for everybody else's antics. He's going to do it his own way. If he has to work with somebody and he has to learn how to play well with others, then so be it. If his back back is against the wall and he has to work with Michael B. Jordan or has to save him or something and keep him along the way so that he doesn't die, cool. You know, it reminds me also of Logan. Hugh Jackman did a fantastic job doing that whole, you know, that man on fire thing where it's like, oh my God, I do not want to be around this fucking kid, but I have to because I don't want to see anything happen to the kid. Now, if they do that, the surrogate father-son angle, I feel like the emotional stakes will be so fucking great between the two characters. Um, you know, it'd be like old man Neville schooling, you know, the new guy pretty much, or the rookie, so to speak. But, you know, who knows? Michael B. Jordan's character may have some tricks up his sleeve that he taught himself along the way, or that somebody told him that Robert Neville doesn't know, man. I feel like either angle could work. Um, and also, one of the things that they could introduce here, they could introduce new mutations um obviously we've this is a chance to get some better special effects i don't know if they want to go more practical if they decide to go more practical with these monsters and if they hopefully have some new mutations whether they be dogs other types of animals other types of human hybrids whatever if they decide to go practical that is music to my ears man because we are too far into the future to have them shitty cg those motherfuckers look like the when do y'all remember when Channing tatum and Marlon Wayans had the halo suits on in, in G.I. Joe, uh, The Rise of Cobra. They look like that. They look like, and I, I don't want to disrespect the Will Smith property here, but they look like some of the CG when Will Smith was running and jumping around in the Gemini Man. I actually enjoyed the hell out of that movie, but there are some scenes where the young, I almost called him the young Jaden, because that's who he looks like. when The young Will Smith in Gemini Man looks like Jaden Smith and the Fresh Prince in one. But there are scenes where he's running or on a motorcycle, and that motherfucker looks like Scarlet. Um, I think that girl's name was Scarlet when she was the CG Scarlet on the motorcycle in G.I. Joe. And, um, you know, like, if listen, can we can we please go practical? Can we please go practical? Um, I, I, listen, but if they go CG, I hope they get somebody like maybe Weta Digital, the person that handled... Um, it's it's a little rocky at times, only due to the eyes, but the, the, the production, the effects company that handled uh the cg for paul walker and furious 7 i think they did a hell of a job they did the excuse me they did the best job that they could possibly do it's just that the eyes gave away the cg and sometimes his face was a little too pasty but i you know i couldn't have done a better job than they did so hats off to weta digital i feel like that's definitely if you want to go cg definitely go with them because they are um they are uh definitely on their a game as of recent years um another thing I'm thinking about with this with this new sequel is the fact that is like is this a chance to pass this torch off to Michael B. Jordan? Um, and if so, do we have Robert Neville die for real this time? Do we have him die and do we have him die in such a way where we know he's dead for real? Um, you know, we see him take his last breath. We don't do like a, a cop out situation where we bring them back in part three or part four, depending on how 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 long they plan to stretch this thing out. But, um, you know, 
I, I wouldn't mind if Michael B. Jordan has his own series of post-apocalyptic films. I'm cool with that. Again, that's seeing Michael B. Jordan make the transition into another genre that, I, that I'm really fond of. And I'm cool with that. Um, it'll be a little emotional, like getting Will Smith back just to kill him off and pass the torch. But I could understand why if they did make that decision. But let me also say this, because um, I'm actually about to wrap this up soon. If we don't kill Will Smith... There is something that I need y'all not to fucking do here. I need y'all to not after earth this shit and put Will Smith in the back seat. Let me repeat myself. Do not after earth this shit and put Will Smith in the back seat. Now, I'm a, I say all that to say this. I'm going to tell y'all what I mean by that. The people that have seen after earth, y'all know where I'm going with this. But for the uninitiated, I'm going to break it down so it could forever be broke. Let me just say, um, M. Night Shyamalan, fellow Pennsylvanian, I want to say he grew up in Philadelphia, but Pennsylvania nonetheless, PA stand up, we out here. Um, his movies are hit or miss for me, but I respect his hustle, I respect his craft, I respect his artistry overall. After Earth, I feel like that movie gets way more hate than it deserves. Um, I feel like that movie had a bullseye on his back prior to it even coming out. And you'd be surprised because, uh, you know, Jaden Smith wasn't as, as eccentric, quote unquote, as people claim he is today. Uh, Will Smith did not slap anybody at that point. M. Night Shyamalan, I mean, he had some movies that people call flops. I think he had Lady in the Water at the time. A lot of people weren't fans of The Village. Um, but those movies have their fan base. Now, again, After Earth was not as as bad as people make it out to be i you know some people say it's m night Shyamalan's worst movie i would tend to disagree um after earth is just you know i i feel like that movie sold me one thing and i got something completely different i wasn't all the way upset with what i got um because i like that concept again post-apocalyptic you know we have to survive on earth oh my god what is earth now there's big ass eagles and big ass saber-toothed tigers and monsters and shit and um i think jaden smith's name was katai and um, I, I forgot their names in the movie, but nonetheless, man, they really get, we really thought we were getting, oh my God, a sci-fi post-apocalyptic movie directed by M. Night Shyamalan, where we get Will Smith and Jaden Smith on screen together for the first time since the pursuit of happiness, rocking out side by side, father and son going, going to death battle with these motherfuckers. We didn't get that. We got, oh, this, the plane crashed. Will Smith's like, yeah, I got a hangnail and stub my toe. So, son, you go out there and you go out there and fetch whatever supplies we need to get this ship started up. All right. Patted him on the ass and was like, now go and get. And that's what we pretty much got. And we pretty much got this not really a coming of age story, but just this journeyman like story with Jaden Smith. And I was perfectly fine with that because, you know, while Will Smith is taking a backseat to that movie, he is guiding his son through a lot of his uh, through a lot of his trials and tribulations in that movie and so much so to the so much so that they even argue you know he's arguing with his dad at some point before he jumps off the cliff and, and like is like parasailing or hang gliding whatever the fuck he's doing in that scene but um look I'm, I'm rambling on here man i i don't want them to be like will smith returns as robert neville alongside michael b jordan and will smith you know breaks his leg in the, in the first act of the movie and then michael b jordan just has to you know run along and do his own thing and they can't even fight side by side together don't do that man please don't give us false advertisement don't what would jeremy what jeremy renner say in avengers was that avengers endgame where he's like don't don't do that don't give me hope like don't don't do that man please don't sell me on the fact that we are getting the tag team off the ropes 
with two of my favorite actors and then one of them takes a back seat due to like come on man will smith if you can do all of those physical stunts in emancipation and you can do a couple of those stunts yourself i've seen you rock out in bad boys for life i know what some of the, i know when the stunt double kicked in because you know when the motion capture dots you know when they when they can't y'all get what i'm saying but you can you can still will smith is still in fairly good shape man he takes care of himself and i feel like he can pull these stunts off he can pull some stunts off you can run from some cg monsters or something like that you can slide every once in a while you can hit the ground running you can do all types of shit please do not fall back don't let up if you've got people gassed up for this do not let up. Don't let these producers, you know, pull you to the side or in the trailer like, Will, um, we kind of had this stunt double on deck and or not even a stunt double. Like, listen, we kind of made some rewrites to the script and, you know, we just want you to hang hang tight for a little bit. Just kick back and, you know, just watch Michael B. Jordan do it. No, don't do that. Do not do that, man. Um, And also, you know, before I close out, I'm going to close out on the Will Smith note here. I don't mean to take the focus off of Michael B. Jordan. He's amazing. But I'm going to close out on a Will Smith note here because I'm almost taking up 50 minutes of y'all time today. Will Smith, while I did say or I asked the question, I'm like, is this the resurgence of Will Smith? Are we about to get Will Smith 2.0? Is he about to peak in his career and reinvent himself all over again? If so, and if you are in a I'm going to do sequels to these movies type of mood, then Mr. Smith. Can I can I get a sequel to or, or can, not even a sequel? Can I get a Deadshot movie? Can I get a Deadshot movie? I feel like DC, you know, they've been very understanding and very forgiving of Ezra Miller. So, you know, let's keep that same energy for Will Smith slapping the shit out of somebody. Let's get him back in the DCU. Now I know James Gunn has you know cleaned the slate and cleaned house as he fucking should, but there are the DC elseworld projects or is, is that what it's called um i think the batman and the joker you know voulez vous coucher avec schwa is coming out and uh i forgot what else is a dc elseworld project but can we possibly get a deadshot spinoff can we see deadshot pop up in one of these movies you know i don't know man it would be great to see will smith play deadshot again man i feel like he was the along with margot robbie he was the highlight of Suicide Squad, man. He was one of the reasons I was going to see that. Obviously, I was going to see Jared Leto, his interpretation of the Joker. I was going to see Ben Affleck's Batman. I was going to see the dark tone that they advertised in that first trailer. Obviously, we didn't get that because the studio pushed out and they did all those happy-go-lucky Marvel-like reshoots and shit. But that's neither here nor there. But... If Will Smith is in a I'm a touch back on these properties type of mood, can we get a dead shot spin on? Can we get Hancock too? Now I don't know about y'all. I think Peter Berg did a great job introducing a brand new superhero into the mix that was not I, if to my knowledge, I do not think Hancock was based off of a comic book, a TV show. I think that was an original property that Peter Berg directed. I don't think he wrote it, but um, you know, Peter Berg directed Charlize Theron was in there. Um, oh my god, what's my man's name from uh from office christmas party i can't remember his name right now but you know will smith was a great superhero who was just you know he was a regular guy he was sitting on a park bench passed out drunk and hung over and they're like hancock you gotta go save the world this train's about to run over somebody he's like man get the fuck out of my face man i don't feel like being bothered he you know he had to reinvent himself in that movie man and he became the hero that everybody wanted that he didn't even want to be i would love to see a hancock too there was always um rumors of a part two and it was like in development hell or whatever they classified it as 
ages ago. But I would love to see part two of that. And I feel like bring Peter Berg back. I like Peter Berg as an actor. But once I found out he was a director as well, I was like, okay, this is a man of many hats. And I got way more respect for him than I already did. Can we get Hitch too? You know, if we're getting sequels to, to, to Big Willie movies, let's get Hitch too. Eva Mendez already said, somebody asked her what she doing. And she's like, yo, Will, let's, let's go. Like, where are you at? Let's make it happen. I would love to see Hitch too. I feel like Hitch is one of... Will Smith's most underrated, um, it, it reminds me of like Boomerang, Boomerang and, um, not necessarily how to be a player, but it, it's got like that Boomerang cruel intentions type of take where the guy who swears he's this Casanova, I mean, which he was in the movie, you know, he ends up falling in love with somebody he, you know, unexpectedly. I love stories like that, man, where, you know, his characters just get turned on their ears. Now I'm gonna close this out with one more request. If we're getting, you know, sequels from Will Smith. And I know I'm going to lose a lot of fucking, I'm a, I don't know what I'm going to lose. I don't give a shit. Y'all know I got my unpopular opinion. Some people are here for it. Some people ain't. Um, that's just what it is. But if I could ever get a sequel to a Will Smith movie, can I get a sequel to Wild Wild West? I don't give a fuck who just frowned their face up right now because I love that movie. I love that Will Smith and Barry Sonnefeld teamed back up on screen to make something wild and wacky, pun intended, um, after they did, you know, the Men in Black movies, because people forget Barry Sonnefeld directed Men in Black. I don't think they did the third movie at that point, but they had definitely worked together on the first two, if I'm not mistaken, if not the first one. But I love Barry Sonnefeld's direction, man. Um, I love that it was a period piece. I love Selma Hayek in the movie, Kevin Klein. Um, I, I want to say Melinda Clark is in that movie at some point. Fucking Julie from Return of the Living Dead. Hold up, hold up now, because y'all know, y'all know I'm a zombie fan. I have to, I have to see, um, I have to see, uh, oh, uh, you know what, people? I just backtracked. Now, remember I was saying something about Akiva Goldsman. I knew I recognized that motherfucker's name somewhere because he was the writer for Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, I had to take a pause on that note. Um, god damn, I knew, I, I knew, and he was executive producer on Doctor Sleep and The Dark Tower, ugh, god, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to concern myself with that, but, um, and I'm, I don't even think I got enough time to look up, you know, whether, I don't know if it was Debbie Mazar, sometimes she looks like Melinda Clark, but, you know, I love the cast of Wild Wild West, man, I love how wacky it was, I love that, um, Artemis Gordon was the man of many contraptions and shit like that, and I love how you had, like, this, this odd couple, uh, type of situation with, with Jim West and Artemis Gordon, where they had to work together, you know, it's kind of like, James West did shit by the, by the books and from the muscle and Artemis Gordon was just a master at his craft. And he, you know, the unlikely pair, man, that, that triumphed at the end of the movie. I love that movie. I know people hated that movie. Will Smith has gone on record to say that that was one of his, the regrets of his career was doing Wild Wild West instead of the Matrix. But I feel like everything, everything worked itself out, man. Cause you know, Keanu Reeves is Neo. It would have been cool to see Will Smith in the Matrix. I don't know um, what other casting choices they had for it. But uh, it definitely would have been cool, man. But I'm hoping that, you know, overall people to wrap things up, I really do. Um, if there's anything that this movie has from me, it's my curiosity. I'm talking about I Am Legend 2. Um, you know, all gripes aside with, you know, is it a cop out that they're picking up from the alternate ending when they could have just did that to begin with and X, Y and Z and the CG. All of that bullshit aside. I'm very curious to see what they do here. I'm very much looking forward to it because it's two of my favorite actors ever that are going to be on screen together, how much screen time they both share together, 
that's a whole nother story. I hope that they get the majority of the film together because you do want to have both of them have their moments. Pretty sure Neville's going to have his reflection moment and think about his family that he lost and the dog and things of that nature. Michael B. Jordan, maybe they'll give him some type of emotional backstory and they give him his own screen time to reflect on that. But I am really hoping that this turns out to be something great because if there's one thing I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for post-apocalyptic movies. And when you throw in, you know, whether they're zombies, vampires, zompires, mutants, whatever they are, whatever that evil is that's chasing after these motherfuckers and their their resources are limited. And while their resources are limited, they have they have formed a way of life that suits them where they got to shut down at a certain hour, where they got to go out in the morning at a certain hour, where they where they have this routine down packed, man, in the midst of all this this mayhem that's going on. I love movies like that, man. Now, shit, and this just dawned on me right now because I'm looking at the article. One of the things that they said that does have me concerned all over again, god damn it, is um, the producer, you know, your man, the Batman and Robin writer, he did say that this is uh, heavily inspired by The Last of Us TV series. And um, if y'all follow uh, my, my TikTok page, Romero Tudor on TikTok, or my Instagram page, which is the same name, then y'all know I, I gave up on episode three, man. I was tempted to watch episode four because I wanted to give it a chance, but I think The Last of Us was just boring as shit. I feel like it started with a bang. Um, you know, and then they, they do that 20 or 25 year jump. And I just, I just lost interest after that because it just slowed down instantly in the first fucking episode. And I, I just wasn't a fan of that, man. But, um, I don't know. I, I, I hope it, I hope that they got their inspirations from the last of us for all the right reasons. And maybe the inspirations they got are some things that I haven't seen in the game and the series so far. So, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll reserve judgment for that, but just hearing that off the rip, it was like, ugh, I did not like those first couple episodes I watched of The Last of Us, man, I was, I was less than impressed to say the least, man, but I'm, you know, I'm hoping they know what they're doing, I'm hoping that this is, this is a good, uh, career move for Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan, and I hope this is a, a solid sequel, excuse me, god damn, that, y'all ever get hiccups from coffee, like, it was like a hiccup burp type of thing, but whatever, man, I'm hoping this is great, you know, to close it out on on a positive note, people, I hope this is great, but y'all already know what to do, man, and where to go, and if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict, shout out to Anchor, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Romero Tudor, shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs, and last but certainly not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, um, happy Tuesday to y'all, man, hope everybody's having a great and productive day, hope everybody has a great and productive night, stay motivated, man, I feel like, um, I had some, I had some, uh, encounters and experiences nonetheless last week that definitely told me to not only tell myself, but to tell everybody else, stay motivated, stay focused on the task, keep going. Also, happy birthday to, I think it's his 44th to Jordan Peele, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, you know, I said this in my Instagram post, definitely an inspiration for me. Shit. It's still black history month. Maybe I'll do commentary for get out or us. I already did my nope commentary. I banged that out. So y'all can check that out if y'all want. But, um, you know, I, I had mentioned Jordan Pill because he is like, when I say motivation, somebody that just motivates me is that guy. So if I, I'm not saying I'm fucking Jordan Pill. obviously I've never made a feature film in my lifetime, but if I can be that person to anybody out there that listens to the to the show and, you know, wants to start their own or, you know, has their own. If you just need the words of encouragement today, then then that's what I'm giving you all, man. Like I said, stay focused, stay motivated. 
Keep in mind, man, that no nobody's going to be as passionate about your dream as you are. That is I, I cannot stress that enough, man. That's something that I'm like still struggling to, to come to terms with. But I feel like I've gotten more seasoned to it so I can dish that information out or that advice to to other people, man, because it's you know, you what, what am I trying to say here, man? I'm trying to close this out on some words of encouragement. I should just be, you know, I should have just knocked the tripod and the, and the laptop and the microphone over and just been like, fuck all this shit, man. Everybody just do y'all. Happy Tuesday. You know, end it like how Marlon Wayans ended, um, what was it, death? Literally death comedy jam and don't be a menace. But all in all, people, you know, I won't get all sappy and sad on here, man. But stay motivated, people. If ain't nobody out there rooting for y'all creatively, then y'all know for good and goddamn sure that I am rooting for y'all, man, every single time. And y'all already know the love and support that y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the Can. I'll check y'all on the next one.